our training program was a success. How many times have we heard that from others? Yet, when we ask them, well, how did you measure success? Or how did you know it was a success? Their answers usually range from things like, well, the learners showed up on time. Or they would say, well, they indicated being happy on the feedback surveys. Or they might even say, the training program was delivered. Then we know it's a success. Today, I want to discuss that success in learning and development terms comes in measures of degrees. It is more of a pyramid. Let's talk today about the most well-known model in training, the Kirkpatrick Pyramid Evaluation Model. Hello, I'm Tarek Omeri, and I'm a learning and development scientist. And welcome to the, my weekly podcast series, Mind the Learning Gap in which we will be covering what is trending in the world of learning and talent development, solutions, and challenges for education programs and training delivery, in addition to sharing useful tips of good practices in this field. If you are working in learning and development, training, instructional design, or professional development, or are thinking of starting in the field, then this webcast series would be for you. So let's start. The Kirkpatrick model was one of the most recognized models in training, and it is widely used for evaluating training programs, named after Dr. Donald Kirkpatrick, who developed it in the 1950s. We can imagine this model as a pyramid with four levels. The base of the pyramid is called reaction, above it is learning, third up is behavior, and the top head of the pyramid is results. But how does it work? How can I use to my advantage the Kirkpatrick model when evaluating a training? Well, it's actually quite an easy and straightforward approach. And let's use here a real example for it. Say your company asked you to develop a training program for the sales team on the use of a new cloud-based application to replace the old sales software that they are currently using. Say you delivered the training to the sales team. How would you say that your training was a success? How would you evaluate how well the training went? Using the Kirkpatrick model, we can answer that. The first level is reaction. This is where we assess how did participants feel about the training, or simply how they reacted to it. Did they enjoy it? Did they think it was useful for them, or relevant to their work in cells? This is what many of those delivering training content with gathering to say that their learning is a success. The problem is, it's simply not enough. Perhaps the sales team liked you as a trainer. They might have thought that you were personable and the session was enjoyable, and this shows positively in the reaction, in the surveys. However, is this the only measure to whether a training program is actually truly effective or successful? Absolutely not. They might have said it's useful, but will they know how to use the new cloud-based system? We do not know. Our evaluation form only measured satisfaction with a training. The second level, as we go higher up in the pyramid, is learning. When we measure what the learners learned, what new skills, knowledge, or attitude they gained. Also, what did they not learn? For this level, one of the most used ways to assess it is by doing something called a pre- and post-assessment, before and after the training, to measure the participants' comprehension and the learning gap between what they knew before the training and after the training and how much it has changed. For the sales team, doing a test on how well they use the cloud-based application at the end of the training would give you a good idea of whether they gained that skill and knowledge or not. Let's go a little bit even better in evaluating our training. So going up 
on the Kirkpatrick pyramid, and we have the third level, behavior. This step is where, unfortunately, I saw many training programs failed to deliver on, even when they have been called a success. So you delivered a training for the sales team, and when it was completed, participants indicated that they found the training useful. They even demonstrated learning how to use the cloud-based application themselves. All look good, right? Great news. So we give them the certificates, we shake hands, and we say goodbye, and we leave them. After three months, you decide that you want to visit the sales team in their workplace to see how well they're doing and how they're using the website that you trained them on in their own work. The surprise was that they never applied what they learned from your training. They never used the website in their work, despite knowing how to use it, and they kept using the old installed software on their computers. This is a problem possibly connected to behavior. They liked your training. They liked you as a trainer. They learned from it, but they are not applying what they learned. Therefore, can we really say this training was a success? Of course not. When designing any training program, measuring behavior must be taken into consideration. This also helps to anticipate challenges in changing behavior. The sales team might have genuinely wanted to use what they learned in your training, but perhaps management insisted on using the old software, or the organization's bureaucracy demanded keeping using the old system. Finally, the fourth level, which sits on top of Kirkpatrick's pyramid, is results. Let's go back to our case study. You were asked by the company to develop a training for the sales team to use a new cloud-based application instead of the old software. As an experienced trainer, you should ask management one question, why? And ask it to them several times until you get the right answer. Let's start. You would go to the management and you say, why would you want the sales team to go through this training? And they would reply something like, well, because it will enable them to leave the old software. We go, why? Because the new software is better. Why? The new software integrates with our company's system and has fewer calculation errors. Why should they use it? Because performance of the sales team will improve. They will produce more results and less time and resources. This is the answer you seek as a trainer. Because it will set the bar for what the true success of the training program would look like. And the true reasons for why this training was needed in the first place to improve on the sales teamwork and produce better results by using the new system. There are many ways to measure the results. Generally, results take the longest time to measure after the training, and it can come in things such as yearly reports, annual performance evaluations, etc. To sum up here today, always plan in advance your training success, not by just relying on the participants' input into the feedback survey after the training, but by determining before the training is developed the metrics to measure the overall knowledge, skill, and change to achieve results. We have now reached the end of this episode of Mind Learning Up podcast. Thank you for listening and being with us. To hear more episodes in the upcoming weeks, please rate and subscribe to this podcast series. This was Tarek, the Learning Scientist. Have a good week and see you in the next episode.